Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 733. If you'd like to have a copy of it shared, we'll tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're absolutely free of charge. And um, they are uh, even, uh, we're even including the postage and handling. And no strings attached. We don't put you on any mailing list or anything like that. I just want you to know the word of God so that you can get into the kingdom of heaven. People come to our church and they are amazed that we don't even have an offering. Uh, They say they've never been to a church like that before in their entire life. We preach, you know, that you do have to give offerings uh, to a real good church, one that really preaches the truth. Uh, But we don't uh, ask for it. We tell you what God commands for you to do. And he says that uh, you're robbing him if you don't do it. And that's up to you whether you want to rob God or not. All right, uh, but uh, I have a very strong message from the Word of God for you. I've got songs and letters, but now let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask the Lord that he'll continue anointing me to teach you the truth of the Word of God. And uh, Father, anoint me uh, so that uh, it can be you that can uh, teach the people in the world your word, what it is um, that that people should do. Now, the world keeps teaching us that we're supposed to be an asset to the community, Father, and that we're to be an asset to the environment. I think you've shown most of us that you don't care two cents about uh, us being an asset to the environment because you're d- destroying the, the environment all over the world. And so, again, the world system is teaching people to do things that you don't care anything about. And to be an asset to the community, uh, you know, if the government really were of you, they'd be teaching people to be an asset to you, the living God so that glory could be given to you. If we give uh, ourselves, we become an asset to you, Father, not people, or to the community, or to the environment. The environment will be wonderful, and the community would be wonderful, but people put the community and the environment before you. And Lord, I ask that you rebuke them for that, as you have me doing right now. We're not to be an, I asked some of the people, Barney, I asked him, are we to be an asset to the community and to the environment? He says, well, we're to be an asset to people. And I said, Barney, how long have you been in the church? Over 30 some years. We're to be an asset to God uh, because we're his servants and we're supposed to allow him to work in and through us. And uh, he, these people that I ask, are, they're always such a disappointment when they find out the truth. They don't say, praise the Lord, you've taught us something new, or you've taught us the actual reality of the gospel, but they just look real sad. Uh, there's something, there's a screw loose missing somewhere. There's trouble in paradise. Yes, there is. So if we're an asset to God, if we do what he says, the and the people in the community will be saved. And if they're saved, there will be no condemnation on the community uh, or on the environment either. 
and therefore there won't be so many cleanup crews and people putting sandbags up around their cities because you would not be pouring out your wrath on them as you really are now. Father, I ask that you anoint, uh, just continue talking in me and through me, and uh, that souls may be saved and that the church will be strengthened. And uh, I ask it uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. And also rebuke Satan, Father God. Don't let him get by with anything any longer. It's uh, too late in the day to allow him, Father, to influence the community and the environment any longer. We're sick and tired of these messages from uh, the Gestapo in Rome. Father, we ask it in Jesus' mighty name, that souls be saved and the church strengthened in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right. Now, I do have a song for you here. just recorded it with the uh, Prague Symphony Orchestra and H.B. Barnum's choir, uh, the Life Choir. And um, this uh, was uh, recorded uh, just uh, within the last week. And it's called, uh, uh, well, H.B. also conducted, arranged the whole thing. And it's his choir, and he's so patient. He worked with the choir until they sound so beautiful. And also he wrote the arrangement for the uh, Prague Symphony Orchestra. And he's worked with many symphony orchestras. And this is me singing the lead. No man, no man. In this world can make it on their own. They need the Lord to walk in them and through them. No man is an island. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man, I mean no man, no man can stand alone. need the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island. No man can stand alone. He needs faith as his guide to lead him to his throne. is an island You may have wealth untold But without peace of mind The good is all his gold A while ago My world was a stormy sea I learned to pray, and his hand reached out to me, can't you see, no man is an island, no man can stand alone, so have faith and you'll find a love. 
these are the very last days. Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. We need to know that we can't do this alone. We need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our God. Remember that all the days of your life. A while ago, a stormy sea. I learned to pray, and His hand reached out to me. so good to never be alone you know um, I love to get alone with the Lord um, but when I'm alone with him I'm still with him and therefore I'm never alone and that's it it'll be the same thing with you God is no respecter of persons if you seek him you'll find him if you ask you'll receive knock and it'll be opened unto you all right we're in uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Luke and we're at verse 30, and it says, Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Well, I was just asking the people here if they knew what that meant, and they just were frowning and thinking and kicking it around in their carnal brains to try to figure out what it means. But this is not a carnal statement. Uh, only the Lord can unscramble it for you, and that's why it's so important to walk in the Spirit, so that you, uh, you know, it doesn't make any difference how much you frown. Uh, this isn't a game show where people are thinking of trivia. This is not trivia either. So the Lord says, uh, Give to every man that asketh of thee. Well, there's people that ask of me a million dollars to build new buildings for uh, for me, uh, for them. And do you think that's of the Lord to give them a million dollars if I really had a million to give them? I need all the finances, finances I need to run this church. And what kind of a testimony would that be if I gave some person uh, that I don't even know a million dollars if I had it to uh, build a facility for them? I know that I've been called in a very supernatural way. I've had visions, dreams, signs, wonders. God talks to me, and I talk to him, and that isn't what that means. It says, um, 
give the gospel actually to every man that asks of thee. Well, so when they ask me something like that, I tell them, look, all the money that I have is for God. And the Lord never told me there's people that call from out in the secular world. They don't want to serve the Lord. They don't want to know about him. They don't want to hear about him. But they ask uh, for me to pay their rent or to pay the payments on their houses and um, all other sorts of things. Now, the Lord did command me to give people food if they need it. And, uh, uh, but not uh, tractor trailer loads to give them uh, help them out so they can get on their feet. Because if they don't work, they don't eat. So um, that, uh, you know, a lot of people just uh, that are pseudo-Christians, uh, they just think that means to give every man that asketh of thee. Give them what? Well, I tell them, I explain to them what the, the gospel is all about, and I explain to them what that means. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Well, do you think it's right to have a lawless society if somebody comes and steals your goods, that it's all right for you to let them do that? No, because if you did, you'd be as lawless as the devil. Uh, you're supposed to consider the things that the Lord has given you as being precious, and you're to protect them and uh, to keep them. And don't let some deadbeat come and take your stuff away and just say, Peace to you, brother like uh, some drugged-up person that uh, doesn't even know they don't have more than one or two marbles rolling around in their head. Uh, and of him that uh, taketh away, steals things from you, uh, goods, don't ask them to do it again. Don't ask them to be criminals. Don't ask them to take your stuff again. Oh, yeah, you took my car, my um, you took my... Uh, furniture and uh, all the things, uh, the, the bath towels and linen, and uh, you okay, just stripped my house full of stuff. Uh, come on and do it again. Come back tomorrow night and do it again. See how silly people are that don't know the gospel. The people in this room, people in my church didn't even know what that meant. That's why the Lord told me, you teach them, because they all think they're so smart they never ask questions about the Bible because they feel that they've already arrived just because, just due to the fact that they've been in the church for years. And they come to the most dangerous part in their life about, you know, that uh, there is because after people have been in the church for 5, 10, 15 years, they start to, to believe that they don't need teachers, preachers, evangelists, pastors, that they don't need to listen to God any longer. It's just like when I was working out today, the Lord told me, don't do any aerobics today. And he said, just work out light, do some reps, and so on and so forth. So I did, and the people I usually work out with, we do aerobics. So I started doing what the Lord told me, and they says, can we do aerobics? Can we walk on the treadmill? Can we ride the bike? And I looked at them in amazement, but I really was not amazed, because they always do that. They always Never seek the Lord on what they should do. Never, ever, ever, ever. They don't seek the Lord. And so that's, um, you know, they could have had a heart attack or something. So I did real strict reps, uh, which I rarely do. And I did some stretching and everything. And it really fatigued me. I really got a lot out of that. That was good. So they never asked the Lord what to do. And I always asked the Lord what to do. 
and I ask him to give me the true interpretation, the only one, the one and only interpretation of the scriptures, and I just gave you the true interpretation of the scripture. Give to any man, every man that asks of you, uh, let him know how the cow ate the cabbage, or what the Lord means by this, these words that he spoke. Give it to him. Oh, but I'm afraid they'll stone me, or they'll smite me, or they'll say, this isn't the true meaning of the scripture. You're twisting the scripture. No, I'm not. Everybody in the world that I know of has been twisting this scripture for years. And that's why there's no fiber. There's no fiber in the body of Christ. Everybody just thinks they know what they're doing, and they don't ask the Lord. They don't seek him. They just figure the Lord is, is as surface as they are. And of him that takes, steals away thy goods, ask them not again. Don't you come back here and do that again, partner. Because I'll have you arrested. The law is for the lawless. I'm not going to enhance this lawless society. The Bible tells us when the lawless one will come. The Antichrist. They're going to start teaching people the lawless things. Twisting the scriptures to mean lawlessness. But uh, this is not what the Lord wants you to do. He wants you to reprove and to rebuke people. And he wants you to keep what you have. And not only that, if you do what he says, well, then he'll even increase you. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to feed the hungry and clothe those that are naked and to give to drink to people. But man, don't come in my house and steal all my goods. I'm going to turn you over to the gendarmes. (laughs) Verse 31. And as ye would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. Well, how could I teach that? And let people come in and take my goods. Because, first of all, that would be teaching them that it's okay. It invites them back to steal some more from you. What a foolish nation. What a foolish world we're living in. The Lord tells you, don't suffer such a thing as that. As, as you would that men should do unto you, do to you, do also to them likewise. So you have to teach men what you're supposed to do to men and what you're not supposed to do to men. And the verse before this, the one I just explained, tells you that you're not to let people steal from you, to rip you off. Okay? And it tells you uh, when people ask of you uh, the impossible, you're not under any obligation to give away everything that you have. Uh, Your duty belongs first to the Lord, and that's what that scripture means. If they ask you to send them one million Bibles, and we've had people do that, because the Jesuits uh, think that you're a Christian, you've got a soft heart, which uh, isn't the Lord at all. He has a soft heart in that he died for you and shed his blood for you so that you could get saved. But he does, he's not a sucker or a patsy or a trick. You're the trick. You're the patsy. You're the soft touch. The Lord doesn't like that kind of stuff. We have to be prudent. The goods of a righteous man are precious unto him. I remember in the Bible where uh, these bunch of weasels took everything that David had, even took his wives, and he went after them, took everything he had. So he went after him, and he got all his stuff back, okay? And God doesn't cross himself up. 
If he says it in the Old Testament, he means it in the New. He told us of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, 333 prophecies of him coming into this world, or even more. That's what I found, is 333 of them. But um, these prophecies tell of uh, how he would come into the world. His mother would be a virgin, and um, she didn't have any relationships with any man. But it was the Lord uh, that put his spirit in her, and that spirit in her uh, formulated a man-child with bones, flesh, bones, and blood, just like we have. And then he came teaching these things. This is Jesus saying these things. This is God Almighty that came in the flesh. So is it, uh, he says, then Jesus said unto them, um, in another place, he says, you know, this thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say unto you, one thing, is it lawful on the Sabbath days? Or any day, really. It should, Sabbath days should, it says days, not just one day. Is it good to do, uh, is it very good? Is it legal? Is it uh, lawful? On the Sabbath days, then we're supposed to be serving the, uh, we're supposed to be resting in the Lord every day. Is it right for us to do good every day or to do evil every day? Is it good for us to save life every day, to witness to people or to destroy it? Some people think witnessing is, is I, uh, you know, once I was lost and now I'm saved. No, when they come to me and they're asking me to give my goods to them. Give to every man that asketh for. I mean, there'd be a line around the block or possibly even from um, Hollywood to clear out to where our church is in Saugus, New Hall, Valencia. So you got the scriptures all wrong, children. And uh, to end of him that uh, taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Don't ask them to come and get your goods again. Because David will come and take them back from you. A person really of the Lord will come and take them away from you if you steal from them. I hope you get that meaning of the scripture because nobody in my church in this room got it. But they were scratching their heads like that's going to really get the, the answer. No, you have to become spiritual. You cannot be part of the lawless society. If you have the wrong interpretation of this scripture... You'd be the biggest trick in the world, the biggest uh, stupid person to let them come and take away thy goods and to give to every man that asketh of thee. Come on now. <laughs> Verse 31. And as you would that men should do unto you, I want people to witness to me. If I believe the scripture and I start going to ask it around people, I'd really like it if somebody told me you're not. That is the correct meaning of that scripture. We're not to give you everything you ask for. But there's some people that ask for Bibles. The normal amount of Bibles, or literature, and Messiah books, and all these different things. Well, if I know they're doing the work for the Lord, I'll give them everything they're asking for. So you have to really know how to divide the word. But as far as taking my house and its contents, forget it, people. And you should be the same way. So do ye also to them likewise. 
as you would like men that should do to you, wouldn't you like it if people told you everything that the Bible meant instead of just read it to you? Yeah, that's what I would like, and that's why I'm doing it to you. And do you think that God's going to reprove me and rebuke me and cast my soul into hell for doing these things to you? If you think so, you're crazier than I thought you were. And I've thought that most people, I think most people are very shallow and they're not that bright. So, verse 32. For if you love them, in other words, keep the commandments before them and tell them the right thing to do, which love you, what thank have ye from God? What do you, why God to thank you just because you love people that love you? For sinners also love those that love them. Do you get the point? We're called into the world to love sinners, to win their souls, to keep the commandments before them. Don't you get it? Hello, empty-headed people. Can you answer? Yes. Well, why are you so ungodly? The Bible says say yay or nay. Let me ask that again. And don't cut this out. I want people to know what I'm dealing with over here. For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good, this is verse 33, to them which do good to you, what thank have ye from the Father? For sinners also do uh, even the same. I mean, you go into a restaurant and you tip the maitre d'. Uh, you tip the waiters and everything, man, they're going to be, uh, you drink one sup of water out of your glass and they're going to fill that sup right back up. But if you go in there and you don't start waving your cash around, they're not going to do good to you. And if you do good to them, which do good to you, what thank have ye from the Lord? For sinners also do even the same. So you're nothing more than a sinner because you only do good to them that do you good. You're to suffer the uh, evil or the wrong that's been done unto you. You're supposed to just let it roll off your back like the water on the back of a duck. Verse 34. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you for sinners also lend to sinners? To receive as much again, well, with some uh, percentage. Verse 35, but love ye your enemies. Well, I don't feel like preaching the gospel to the enemies because uh, what good are they to me? I don't feel like distributing literature to people I don't know. Well, one good thing that uh, the sisters do when we go to a place and... Uh, they want to know if they can get outside the car and wallpaper, if they can put literature on people's cars, and it's a constitutional thing to do. It's okay. Of course, the Constitution doesn't mean anything to the uh, Antichrist government of Rome, of Satan. The great red dragon is the one that his seat, Satan's seat is in Rome, Italy, the city of the seven hills, the seven mountains. Verse 35, but love ye your enemies. In other words, preach to them, teach them, um, witness to them. That's keeping God's commandments before them. 
You know they're your enemies and they're looking at you. They hate you, but you still witness to them. How else will they be saved? And do good and lend, hoping for nothing. You know, they come over to the church and ask for a box full of food. We do that. I don't ask anything for them. It doesn't cost anything. We give it to them free of charge. We serve meals after each service. And we have eight services a week, every night at 8 o'clock and three in the afternoon and eight in the evening. And your reward shall be great if you do that. And ye shall be the children of the highest, the most high. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Well, what does that mean? Well, he rains and lets the sun shine on them so that they can uh, grow fruit and vegetables and that their cattle can have something to eat. He does that for the, the uh, evil people. Uh, those that are unthankful into the evil. He's kind unto the unthankful. So if you want to be a child of the Most High, then what you do is what he does. Because that's the way he likes you to be. Verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Otherwise, you're going to be in hell screaming out, Mercy! 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 And the Lord just... You were unmerciful. You didn't care anything about people's feelings. You didn't care if you used profanity in front of your son. You didn't care if you used the most vulgar language in front of him and for no reason at all. Because he's a real good boy. You filthy scum. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Verse 7, judge not. In other words, this means not with your own judgment, but we can judge all things by the word of God. And you judge not, and you shall not be judged. Uh, condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. If you know that a person is sincere when they come to you and ask you to forgive them, well, then do it. Why? Because you shall be forgiven if you do it. If you don't, you won't be. Verse 38, give and it shall be given unto you. See, right up there, it tells you don't do it. And down here, it's saying do it. It's not, you're not to give away all your goods. Even God doesn't ask more than 10% unless you're living on the church property, unless you're, all your utility bills and all of your uh, ills and bills are paid for. That's uh, what we call uh, the, um, the kingdom rules and regulations. Is uh, give and it shall be given unto you. That means give to God. Give to God and it shall be given unto you. Does it say people? Well, we give them what they need for the day, but we tell them to go to work too because that's the commandment. 
Okay, and it'll be um, given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down and shaken together. And running over the top. Running over shall men give unto you into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give with all, with everything, it shall be measured to you again. So we're given to the Lord the way, the, uh, the rules way, the way he says to do it. Verse 39, and he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Can you people that don't really know the meaning of words, uh, God's word, can you lead anybody? You can't even lead yourself. You can't even keep your mouth shut. If you kept your mouth shut, people would think you're wise. But there's some people in the church that keep their sh mouth shut all the time, and they think that that's wise, and it's not. We're supposed to keep our mouth shut and let God speak through our mouth. But that's one thing that they don't think. They think that they look wise because they don't talk. Uh, this is Sanford and people like Barney. They never talk. You don't know what's going through their mind. And then when you ask them a question, uh, and many other people in the church as well, you ask them a question about the scriptures and they don't know. Just like the people here didn't know the uh, meaning of that scripture that I just broke down to you. They didn't know, and they never did ask. And he spoke a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Can blind people lead blind people? Have you ever seen a blind person leading a blind person down the street? Oh, they have a cane, a dog, or something. Uh, shall they not both fall into the ditch? Or get hit by a car or something. Yeah, you're going to wind up in the pit of hell. He's talking about blind spiritually. Verse 40. So you, you can't be a teacher of the word of God if you yourself don't know what the scriptures mean. Because you're blind. And you're going to lead blind people into the ditch. I see some people in the church... Uh, that have been there for years. They say, I've been here uh, 35 years, and they don't really know anything. They're uh, offensive to people, and they take young Christians and make them to believe that they're their older Christians, and they themselves have need of being fed milk again themselves, the milk of the word of God. Verse 40, the disciple is not above his master. The people that call themselves a church and that's around the Lord, they're not above the word of God. But they preach the word of God and teach it wrongly. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells you to suffer not a woman to teach. And he tells you that you're not supposed to be a teacher unless you're called and chosen. And the Lord is the one that to told me audibly, you teach the people because the people in the church are not teaching them. And when they are teaching them, they're teaching them wrong. I'm not trying to exalt myself. I'm just telling you the truth of what the Lord said. The disciple is not above his master. And the Lord has set masters among you. And if you don't ask them questions, you're going to be a stupid, 
tomorrow as you are today and have been for years. But everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Well, are there anybody that are like Jesus? Yes, there are. Let everyone that will be perfect, that is perfect, let them be as uh, his master, as Jesus. As a matter of fact, the Lord says, come and follow me, do what I do. Uh, let the Spirit in you lead you, and, and I will lead you. I'm the Holy Spirit, and I'll lead you. So we're, uh, that's the only way we're able to be uh, perfect, as our Master is perfect, as Jesus is perfect. You're not perfect. You're not even close to it. You're not like Jesus. You're not even close to it. Verse 41. And why? Behold the mote that is in the brother's eye. Now people say, you didn't read it all. It's supposed to be, and why beholdest thou the uh, mote that is in thy brother's eye? Well, I do it to where you can understand it, because you probably, may, many of you don't know what beholdest means, and thou and the mote. And why behold, why do you look at the faults of others, in other words? when you don't see that the, you have more faults than the person that you're judging. That, so uh, why behold you and judge your person that is uh, the moat that's in the, uh, your brother's eye, but uh, perceive not, you don't understand. The beam, the log, the telephone pole is in your eye. Your own eye. Verse 42. This is the words of Jesus. He's God. He's the Holy Spirit. And you resent the Holy Spirit's teaching. You have your reward coming. You have it in your heart that you're going to take off. There's, lately there's been a few people that uh, left the Lord. Just like they left the Lord when the Apostle Paul was their preacher, teacher, evangelist, and prophet, and apostle. And there's people that do the same thing with me. But I still have millions of followers all over the world. And uh, to me, if they fall away, you know, some people, these liars, the news media and all says that I, uh, you know, they're afraid to leave or something. Nobody's afraid to leave here. They leave all the time. Verse 42. Uh, either how can you say to your brother, brother, let me pull out the uh, moat that is in your eye or the toothpick that is in your eye when you yourself beholds not the beam, the telephone pole that is stuck in your own eye, stuck and sticking out of your eye, your head, your Go, you hypocrite, cast out first the telephone pole, the beam out of thine own eye, and then you'll be able to see clear enough to pull out the toothpick that is in your brother's eye. Verse 43, for a good tree, now here the Lord is uh, likening, human beings to trees again. 
this uh, simpler type or figure of humans. For a good tree, a good person brings for not forth corrupt fruit. But he likes say you look at apple tree. If you see gnarled looking apples with uh, wormholes in them or uh, blemishes and blots and bad spots, because that's not a good tree. A good tree brings not forth corrupt fruit. I mean, I, nobody wants to eat corrupt fruit. I see people in the supermarkets when they're shopping and they they look every piece of fruit over very well because the cost of um, food for fruit and all these things are very expensive these days for most people. For a good tree brings not forth corrupt fruit. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. You as a tree... Um, Neither uh, does a uh, uh, corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. Now, if you think people can't see what you're doing, you're crazy. People call you a wretched, evil, unruly spirit. Well, they know that you're not a good tree. They don't ever reprove or rebuke people strongly when they're wrong. And they never commend anybody really when they're right. They flatter people. For every tree is known by his fruit. Every person is known by the content that is in them. You're either... A godly person that brings forth uh, good fruit. You win souls. You Every move you make is uh, for the Lord. And some people are so corrupt. And they've, uh, no matter how many times you reprove them, they never repent. It's like they're saying, I don't care if I go to hell. I don't care hell. I don't care about hell. God sends me there. I hate, I hate everything and everybody. I hate the brothers. I hate the sisters. I want to go out. I have these evil thoughts that need to be fulfilled. I need to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Where comes these fightings and wars? They come from your filthy lust in your flesh. And you think that people can't see that and that they don't know the word of God and that they don't know what you are. You are what you are. A corrupt tree. For every tree is known. You're known. Don't try to kid people. God knows you better than people do, and people see that you're a corrupt tree. The fruit from you, the things that you do, are minimal for the Lord and maximum for the devil. Every tree is known by his own fruit, because the sap that is in you is evil. For of thorns... Men do not uh, gather figs. Figs don't grow on thorny bushes. Nor of a bramble bush 
uh, gather they grapes. Grapes are grown on vines, not on brambles, bramble bushes. And so if you're a bramble bush or a, a, a thorny bush, how could anything like a sweet as figs and grapes come out of you? You're a vicious viper. Verse 45. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth that which is good. So we can tell that's a good tree. And an evil man or woman out of the evil treasure of his or her heart brings forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. I love to speak the word of God. I get angry at people that are of the devil. That won't even shut their mouth when they're told to. So angry that it's hard to stand them. Verse 46. And why call ye me boss or lord, 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 and do not the things which I say to you or command you? Verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. Verse 48. He is like a man which built his house, built a house, and digged deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when, I have to change the page here, and when the flood arose, you see floods arising all the time, and people and pigs and everything are on the top of roofs. (laughs) And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock, the solid rock, the word of God. Uh, You did uh, what the Lord says, dig down deep, lay a strong foundation, put rebar in there, concrete block, build a fortress around your house. Verse 49, but he that uh, heareth and doesn't do it, And doesn't do it is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth or the sand against which he, the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. Not a day or two later, but immediately it fell, it sank. And the, uh, ruin of that house was great. You don't do what the Lord says. You think that you're getting by with it, but you know you're, if you're disobeying what the Lord says for you to do, you're just hurting yourself. The lust that you have in you will never be fulfilled because God will give you some dreaded disease, a cancer, or you go out and do what you, you're lusting to do to fulfill your desires and you're liable to catch AIDS 
You know, some people have, uh, that has happened to in this old world. Well, uh, that, that's the end of chapter six. We're going into chapter seven next message. We have some letters to read now. So where's the first one from? From Roanoke, Texas. Okay, let's see what they have to say. Dear Pastor Tony, I saw Anna Davis on the Dr. Phil show. I don't understand how her and her daughter can say such untruthful and hurtful lies. Well, because they're not of the Lord. And it's so easy for people to bring railing accusations against people. I mean, how could I do anything about it? I mean, they're up there talking and talking and talking, and I don't like what they're saying because it's not true. But, um, you know, she actually even told police officers that she was married to me. I guess that's where it gets around it. I never even know knew what she looked like. And she has this tribe of kids. She's actually the wife of Don Davis. But not anymore because she's committed adultery and fornication and advertises herself on uh, that space, my own space uh, type of thing. I don't uh, use the website. I don't know anything about it and don't want to. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I don't want to know anything about evil. All I want to know is the, from the tree of life, the Bible, the word of God. That's all I want. Okay, then what? On the Internet, there were others with more unbelievable lies. Well, yes. Don't you know the Bible says that Satan is a liar and he's the father of it. And that's his job. He's just doing what he does. And it's our job to um, rebuke him and to tell the truth. Even if people don't believe it, it's okay because I get the same reward for preaching the gospel, whether people believe me or not. If they don't receive it, I still get the same reward. So that must be frustrating to the devil to know that when I'm preaching this word and people don't believe me, I still get the same reward, folks. I, and I don't care, you know, if you don't receive it, well, you know, do you think I'm going to mourn over you when you get uh, go to hell? I'm not. Believe me, I, the Bible says that we won't even know anything that's evil. Oh, you know, all the bad things that uh, we think are so bad here, uh, they, they be erased from us if our son or daughter or our wife or anybody like that or mother or father go to hell. They, we won't even remember it. We won't remember them. The Lord takes all everything. There's only happiness and joy and uh, pleasure in heaven. And there's no imperfection there. So we won't even know it. Okay, then what? I know I deserved to be put out, but I don't understand how they can lie about you. I pray for you and yours every day. Well, they lied about Jesus, and who am I? You know, I'm the same Lord as in me, so the Lord said that these things would happen. So it's so easy to understand it if you read the Bible. Keep in the Bible, and you'll understand all these things. Then what? God be with you. Thank everyone for their prayers. Praise the Lord. Wally Cameron from Roanoke, Texas. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, we're out of time, and it's time to pray now um, for for your souls to be saved. And that's such a simple thing to do. Even little four- and five-year-old children get saved because they just come to the Lord like, uh, you know, with full faith. And they believe their mothers and dads. If you tell them, uh, use profane language uh, in front of your little precious boy or girl, and uh, you expect to be considered a person that is of the Lord, but they didn't do anything to you. I mean, when I can understand, there's some preachers that I've heard of before that use, when they had evil people around, they used uh, profanity, they pulled the beard out of their faces and everything. 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, when a little boy or a young man doesn't do anything wrong and for it to use filthy four-letter words in front of him, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I just pray that people will repent before it's too late, because it's very late in the day. So uh, say these words to the Lord that uh, your soul will be well with the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of my former filthy sins, that they'll be washed away and drowned in the sea of your forgetfulness, Father. I believe that uh, Jesus died on the cross and uh, that you raised him from the dead. He was buried and you raised him from the dead. You raised him out of hell and the grave. And I believe, Father, that you did this by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, Father, and I ask you to come into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away, Jesus, in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And therefore, I am calling on you. I know you've heard, heard me. I know you, that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank and praise your holy name, Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, Sharon, tell everyone in our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 733. It's free, including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Now, when the Lord tells us all these different sayings, uh, then he leaves uh, for a while from the crowd, and he uh, lets that mull around in their carnal brains, and in hopes that he prays that these uh, messages will trickle down into their heart and soul and spirit, and that they'll keep them. Uh, This is World Pastor Tony Alamo, Uh, and make sure you tune in tomorrow for another heavyweight spiritual lesson one day at a time I enter into heaven and here I am to sing for you uh, something that all of us must do as well it's in the word of God we must continue going onward onward Christian soldiers national attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped tortured committed to mental institutions accused of brainwashing and mind control arise Christian America the king is coming Hold fast, the day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe.